Hello and welcome to the Comics Pals review of Black Adam. So 15 years in the making for this Dwayne The Rock Johnson film uh, about a character that I think 15 years ago the majority of people <laughs> did not know. And now he's a household name, maybe. Uh, Kale and Tyler are joining myself, Sean, to talk about this movie and we're gonna What's start it we're, we're gonna start it the way that we always do which is with the rotten tomatoes game this is where we the other two don't know the score i do and they have to guess without with price is right rules so closest without going over what the audience score is and what the critic score is for black adam so just so you know uh, this is based on over 1,000 verified ratings for the audience score and over 200 reviews. Mm, for the critic score, right? Critics review, yeah. Okay. I can go first. Go ahead. I think for critics, it's almost right down the middle. I feel like it might skew more towards, uh, I didn't like it. So I'm going to say, without going over, 45. Okay. For audience, the Comics Pals uh, Reddit account is following the DC Comics subreddit. And the amount of cope that is happening on that subreddit, <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, can you believe these uh, these reviews on this movie? Uh, uh, this is this is a pure hit, hit piece, hit job, you know? I'm like, fuck. Based on that, I'm guessing the audience score is highly inflated um, through their, like, mm. brigading or something. So I'm going to guess audience... 87. Hmm. You just said two words there that I don't think I've ever heard in those context in that context in like brigading and it's a thing people do. Yeah. I'm, I guess uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm on the internet a little, a little too much compared to Kale. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried to actively avoid it at this point. Um, man, I'm in screenwriting school now and I'm gonna hope that anyone worth their salt will hate this movie. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to say critics I'm going to say critics are 55. Oh, higher. And than I'm going to say audiences are Man, uh, y'all audiences are dumb. I'm going to say I'm going to say 83. I always see in comments of stuff being like, don't trust the critics' uh, scores. Just trust the audience scores. No, there are campaigns for the audience scores. They're, they're much less reliable. Well, you both lost, but Tyler lost less. Uh, so the, okay. the, the, the critic score is actually 41%. Damn, Whoa. Yeah, so a little high. But then the audience score is 89%. So, Tyler, I think you said 85. So It's 87 87 okay yeah well uh, sorry what was the audience score 89 oh 89%. wow yeah okay. and y'all dumb uh do you know what the um the man of steel um reviews are i'm just Whoa. wondering if the the hierarchy of the dcu has actually changed <laughs> well luckily for us i can get that uh actually uh man of steel fared better with critics at 56 percent 
but worse with audiences at 75%. Interesting. Obviously, Man of Steel has had a lot more time to settle in. But, uh, yeah. I I, I can't imagine that the audience score that Black Adam currently has will stay that way. I I just can't see it. Uh, I disagree. Okay. I think I... I, (laughs) I've seen those fans. Uh, they scare me. Fair enough. So much uh, so that I might have a, a glowing review for this movie just out of pure uh, fear. Well, before we get into the review, we're gonna we're gonna talk from stern to from stem to stern. We're gonna we're gonna dissect this movie. Before we do that, I do want to let you guys know what we are, who we are, what we do. The Comics Pals are a podcast, a group of a group of friends who do a show. Uh, two shows every single week. The main show is every single Saturday live on Twitch uh, at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. That's what we talk about. The movies, the comics, um, the inner workings of the comics and film industry on the comic book film side of things. All that good stuff. Come hang out with us for that. And then 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays for Pals Pools. That's where we review comics. Um, so, for example, when Black Adam number one came out, uh, a couple of months ago, we reviewed that. So, if you like comics and want to hear our takes on them, yeah, check out check out uh, more of what we do. Um, so, let's get into this. Black Adam, of course, starring The Rock, uh, Aldous Hodge playing Carter Hall, aka Hawkman, uh, Noah Centineo uh, playing Adam Smasher, uh, Sarah Shahi playing. Um, uh Cyclone? Adri- yes, no, not Cyclone. No. Uh Adriana Tomas. Um oh, that's yes, the yes, uh yes. the mother of the kid, the rebel, the rebel woman. Um and many, many more people. Pierce Brosnan, of course, is Dr. Fate. Uh lots of people acting his Pierce Brosnussy off. <laughs> there you go, you got it in. Um <laughs> <laughs> directed by uh Joan, Joan, call it Sarah. Uh, I think that's how you say their name. Maybe, maybe not. Um, we're not going to do spoiler free. I just do it. Um, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it and you don't care about spoilers, hang around. Uh, if you've seen it, obviously hang around. If you haven't seen it and you care about spoilers, know that we're going to spoil the entire thing. So Black Adam is... Definitely an origin story movie. Uh, It is very much showing us how Teth Adam became Black Adam. How he returns to modern times from, you know, 5,000 years ago. uh, And what his role might be and kind of wrestles with what his role ought to be in the DCFU. Um, I very much feel like this movie is almost a microcosm or a, or a meta commentary on the reality of it. Like Black Adam and The Rock, no business in the DCFU in this in this way. No business being presented in the DCFU as a potential hero, as a sometimes hero, as an anti-hero. Uh, and The Rock himself almost feels out of place. Whereas mm. everything mm. else, to me, worked pretty well. Uh, and the movie is often wrestling with what is Black Adam's place 
in this world. Um, I have a hot take. My hot take is that I think this movie, there's a great movie in this. I think that somewhere in here is the pot- potential for something that's very good. Um, maybe great is a is 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 too strong, sure. but very yeah. good. I was entertained a lot of the time throughout this movie. I think the action is quite good. I think that the fight scenes look great. I think from a from a an action standpoint and a character design standpoint, one of the best comic book movies ever. Um, I don't don't say that someone's going to clip that one piece out and say, "Go ahead." <laughs> yeah. If more people get to hear us, great. Somebody being me. Do it. Yeah, please. Uh, I think that Hawkman looked phenomenal. Dr. Fate stole the show. Adam Smasher was great. All all the all the JSA uh, uh, characters I thought were awesome. I kind of felt like Cyclone got underserved. Well, so did Adam Smasher, but he got more than she did. Um, and there's a moment at which I thought the movie was over, like when they when they put uh, Teth mm-hmm. Adam in the holding cell. I thought the movie was ending. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, hey, you know what? I I I think I kind of like this. This was this was <laughs> decent. This was nice, and it was different. I I was like, wow, the last fight was sort of like with Black Adam. Like mm. it went down how I thought it would. He's the villain, but." Not like the movie's kind of gray, and I, I thought I appreciated that. All of that and all the intrigue and interest that I had got sucked right out of me when they brought him back to fight that random ass villain. Sabak. That, Sabak. That, that video game character? Yeah. He felt that like a Mortal Kombat villain. Yeah, that that Mortal Kombat touchscreen. Yeah, um, well, Spawn character actually <laughs> could have been, and it's like it is a Sabak is a real mm-hmm. uh, DC character, not this origin certainly, not even an antagonist for Black Adam. But I bet you can guess who he is an antagonist for. Doctor Fate. Come on, no. Who's Black Adam an antagonist oh, for? Oh, oh, it's a Shazam yeah. villain. Cap- it's a Captain Sh- Marvel. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Captain <laughs> Marvel villain. Uh, uh I didn't know there'd yeah, be a quiz. That whole the whole inversion of it being like the demonic forces making a champion. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can see that being a good foil for for the actual hero, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, All right. Or Shazam. So that that's my that's my baseline take. And what are yours? And then we can dive into the particulars. So do you, I'll go first because I feel like Kels is going to differ from ours. Um, I'm kind of with you on this, Sean. Um, I think there is the, – I came out of this going like, did I see the underside of a movie? Like if a movie is a, like a playing card, you know, in the front of the playing card, like the face of it was a J, like a Justice Society movie. Like I felt like I saw the back of that instead of the front. Like there's mm. this whole like slight romance between uh, Adam Smasher and Cyclone that never gets resolved. Um, but I felt like it did get resolved in, in the movie that I didn't see. You know what I mean? That good movie mm. that's there. Um, there's like even like the friendship between Hawkman and Dr. Fate. It's talked Amazing. about in ways where like I may be invested in, in it, but we never really get any clear 
distinction on what that relationship is, what, what that friendship, how far does it go back, you know? They hint at a lot of stuff for a movie that doesn't exist. Um, and I feel like that movie was good. Like, the Justice Society stuff, I really enjoyed. Hawkman looked cooler than Hawkman has ever looked. Yo. Even in the comics, Wow. Um, Aldous Hodge is his name, right? Yeah. I thought he played from- Hawkman well because he played him as a dick. And Hawkman yeah. at his core yeah. is a dick. He's yeah. fed up. He's been he's he's died and re- been reborn too many times to care about anyone. Um, he's an asshole. Doctor Fate, kind of aloof but caring, loved it. Um, I thought Noah Centennial was great as like he was like the POV character for a different movie. Like again, like you don't really get that here. He's he's there, you know. Even Cyclone being, you know, like, oh, here's our female character, but she's the real brains of it. But they don't show it. They tell us they don't show it. Um, I felt like that movie was good. Instead, I watched the back end of a card that has nothing on it. You know, that doesn't matter. It just has the the design of whatever the deck is. It's more show than than function. Um, and that's what I feel like Black Adam is. Um, strangely, the the biggest in. in I have a letterbox where I did like a quick two sentence review of this movie um, last night because I'm a 30 year old white guy. So of course I've letterboxed. Um, but uh, I, I said that the worst part of this movie was the fact that the rock miscast himself. Um, the rock, his, his best feature is that he's charismatic. He is a likable person and he puts himself in a role where none of that matters. And it's antithetical to who black Adam is. And you can see him fighting that in this movie. You can see him fighting with the fact that Black Adams, he's not, he's not funny. He's overly serious. And there's parts where like the rock can't help himself but do jokes. And it just doesn't gel with who the character is that we've even learned about in this movie. I um, swear I feel like his eyebrow was like twitching, trying to raise. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> there's a, yeah, like, there's a like, part where he he goes to look over his shoulder and I went, oh, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, and and like he doesn't even do a wrestling move in this, which I thought was catastrophic. Honestly, I was expecting something elbow rock drop, bottom. Something. Instead, uh, we see a really cool cyclone turning a, a Adam Smasher into like a, a, an enlargement V trigger sort of thing. I thought that was cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's it's the worst part of this. The worst part of Black Adam is Black Adam. Strangely. Um, it's weird. I I I gave it a I gave it a a, a good two point five out of five for me. It's like a, it is a middle movie, in my in my regards. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's bad though. Because um, I honestly I had more enjoyment out of watching this than I did uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. That's I it was exactly more exactly what yeah. I said to, do I to think my girlfriend. It, yep. Do I think it's a better movie? No. I think Thor: Love and Thunder is a little more stylized and it was more. It was directed better. I think the it's more cohesive. A little better. It's more cohesive, but I had more fun with this movie. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's how I, that's how I, I felt about it. I think ultimately that's sort of where I land too. Like a lot of the stuff you're you're putting together about the JSA, like I didn't necessarily compute about it being like a different movie. Mm-hmm. But my take on it was like this would have been a tremendous vehicle for like the dc universe in like 2004 yep yep like like you know the 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 justice league or the justice society even being introduced in smallville you know and aquaman getting his own spinoff show because of smallville like 
that's what this felt like to me. And I'm like, this is fine, but it's like, but it's good 15 years ago. Hmm. There's a lot of tropes in this that are dated. Yeah. Like the whole young kid uh, juxtaposed against like, like the black Adam, the stoic, strong black Adam. Like what am I watching? Like Kazam from the nineties. Like it yeah. felt like that kind yeah. of nineties dynamic of a movie, which was honestly jarring. And, and, and I, I, <laughs> there were a lot of times with the rock that, that I think you're right, that I was just frustrated about. Like he just, it felt like he wanted to do more, but the characters, it's just not there. It's not yeah. there for him. And ah, man, I, I did not like this movie. Um, and, and I think that does color the way I saw it, like the JSA and everything. Because for me, I just like I would rather just see a JSA film. Like we're at the point now, like put it together. I think that there's a way to like recenter this movie around another character, and around well, frankly, around the JSA, and do almost everything the same. Yeah. Except that you don't have like a goofy ass CG villain. You just have The Rock. You just have Black Adam. And he doesn't have to be a villain in the sense that like he is a awful human and all that stuff. I actually think the gray the gray area that the movie plays with is really interesting. There was a they lot of Go ahead. They just chose the wrong perspective. Yeah. I agree. Yep. It doesn't work when you have to center the movie or, or center the movie around the character who you are questioning because we're too close to him. He has to save people to be likable because the rock has to play a likable character. Yep. So when that same dude is then also telling, like he saves, uh, uh, the, the character, um, uh, uh, Adriana. I, I'm gonna call her Isis. He saves Isis. That's a part of her name. So I'm just gonna oh, use don't that. Don't call her it's, Isis. It's, it's oh my god. It's easier for me to remember. But it's it's in it's in her name. Um, is that the the mother? The mother yes. Yeah. Her her character name is Adriana Tomas Isis. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe pick Tomas out of that, that name if you're gonna shorten it. Adriana's. Sure. Like it okay. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Just saying, it's a little problematic yeah, to call the Middle Eastern know. person ISIS. You guys are reading way more into it. But anyway, Black Adam uh, saved ISIS in this movie. <laughs> uh, so he so so he saves her early on by blasting a rock that's going to kill her. Later on, he says, "Oh, uh, something to the effect of like, oh, um, I only care about your son." Or I'm not here to save you, or some something along those. I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. He says that 50 million times. I'm not a hero. Yep. yep. And it's like, well, you're saving people. Okay, but hey, you don't have to be a hero to save people. Maybe that's the message. I think that there was meat there. I really do. How am I supposed to get that when one of your laugh moments is? The main character, it's a joke. You, you cut out there for a second, Sean. What did you say? What was the joke? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
when when the main character of the movie, Black Adam, is just murdering people. Oh, and that's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Like yep. he's when, the moment where he like throws the dudes and he comes back and uh uh Dr. Fate's like, Oh, I thought you weren't gonna kill anybody anymore. And he's like, Oh, I'm not. And Carter Hall has to save them. And then there's the other joke when he throws the guy and the guy dies. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, he didn't make it. Yeah. And and the thing, too, like, if you put this, the center of the movie on the JSA, like, the Adriana and, and her son, like, they have a perspective of, like, you know, Kondak has been invaded our whole lives and you have done absolutely nothing. You don't care about the world. Like, that's interesting. Make the yeah. JSA grapple with that. And, and also, like, that that is interesting, but they spend too much time on this family to the point mm. where, like, I was just annoyed by the time I was seeing them towards the end. I'm like, yeah. like you, yeah. you, over, you overstayed your welcome. I'm like, that kid hated that kid. I thought he was annoying as hell. I thought his line delivery was weird. <laughs> um, was not a fan of that kid. As soon as the opening um, pre 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 uh, preamble, I guess pr uh, prologue happens where he's narrating it, I'm like, what, why is this kid narrating this this prologue at you know two two time speed? Um, but at the mean, <laughs> at, but simultaneously, this is the longest prologue I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and they spent so much time with Adriana yeah. that when Doctor Fate dies, spoiler, uh, I was waiting for her to get his helmet i was like I okay the, well surely they're setting her up for something although the kid was gonna get it and that would be like our, our young dr strange or dr dr fate that we get in the comics you know um but. by the way uh it's not that her name is isis she plays both the mother of yeah, yeah she plays she plays two oh, characters she plays, she's the she's yeah she's the the wife of teth adam oh. in the flashbacks and the mother of yeah. Amon, uh, kid protagonist. Sean, yeah, Amon. Did you know? Uh, did you notice when uh, Amon Teth uh, or Amon Adam or whatever? I forget the the way the name works. Amon's the kid in the in the in the present. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, you know when Black Adam's son was Black Adam. Yeah. Did you recognize who the actor was for that? No. It's the guy who plays Young Rock in Young Rock. Get out of here! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm cool. like, man, that guy's set for for life now. He just plays the younger version of the rock going forward. So that's funny. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I mean, like, there's so to me, everything on the surface, everything that they put out at like at, at the at the base is fine. Like it's all it all it's all like fine to good. The JSA, all awesome. Um, I think that what they're given to do. That's a different matter. Um, but the premise of them being here and all that, I thought that was great. And there's a really interesting story about the JSA working with Amanda Waller, mm -hmm. not to free conduct, but to stop Black Adam. Amanda Waller is borderline a villain. Amanda Waller is a person who is allowed to do criminal things legally. And she essentially sends the JSA to contact to stop Black Adam. And when they get there, they see that intergang, which is like, <laughs> you know, a generic 
group of bad guys from the DC universe. Okay, have... They're actually characters. Yeah, they are. Yeah, 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 they okay. are. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you know, they have taken over Kondok. But the JSA doesn't care. And the movie flirts with that question. But when uh, I, I, I'm not sure if it's the kid or if it's the mom, Adriana, when one of them asks or makes that point to Carter Hall, Hawkman, saying like, hey, you're why aren't you here to help us? He doesn't say anything like that's yeah. not that's not addressed. That's not uh, again. Me. No, I'm not yeah. going <laughs> to. He, he tackles that in the other movie. We don't see that doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> but it's like that's so but that helps to tell the story you're trying to tell. If yep. this is what I was thinking the whole time, you know, in evaluating, like, how could this have been more interesting? Well, Black Adam is a character that they clearly cannot make a full villain. So they have to make him an antihero. Okay, so evaluate why superheroes don't stop third world countries from being invaded or help yeah. them grow, help them evolve. Why do, you know, you guys reference ISIS, a terrorist organization. Why does it still exist in the DCU when Superman can stop that? We saw that sort of kind of addressed in uh, Man of Steel and Batman Superman, but once again, not far enough. This movie had the opportunity to do that in a really interesting way, and it doesn't choose to, and I don't get it. In the comics, Dr. Fate is a weirdo. Dr. When, When he puts the helmet on, he's possessed. The movie even says that, but when Pierce Brosnan is playing the character, they don't want to do it. So when he has the helmet on, and when he has the helmet off, same guy. Actually, I feel like he's he's more normal with the helmet on than off. Like <laughs> he takes it off at will, just you to chat. Keep, you got you got to show those good Pierce Brosnan looks, you know, Mamma Mia. He was you know Silver Fox over there. Carter Hall again. Again, this is a character I don't have a ton of familiarity with. What I know about him is that he's angry. Yep. I know about him that he's angry. I know about him that he's always looking for a fight. He's a violent person. I just described to you a, 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 a weirdo who's possessed by a helmet and a guy who wants any fight. These are two characters that I think are fantastic for exploring the different kinds of people who have powers and what they choose to do with them and how they feel about it, juxtaposed with Black Adam. But the movie doesn't care. I don't get why. That's perfect. And then, like, throw in your your newbie superhero with Adam Smasher in that as well. Like, again, another person who, like, might have different ideals, you know, compared to the veteran who apparently have, have been doing superhero stuff since before Wonder Woman, possibly, you know, like, yeah, they kind of hint towards that. Um, oh, yeah. And Henry Winkler as the Golden Age be, Adam. Oh, are you yeah. absolutely I, kidding me? Did you oh, pop for that? I couldn't like have I did? casted. I couldn't have casted that better in my wildest dreams. That was Again, cool. There's a JSA movie where he has more more to do that. Like, oh, oh. you know, like th- there's like the, the Snyder cut that happened. Now there's the air cut. I want the JSA cut of this movie. Um, and I'm going to I'm yeah. going to start saying. Release the JSA cut. Hashtag release the JSA cut. I'm going to start oh, that boy. here. Um, and I'm going to get the ball rolling. I'm going to have constant uh, hashtag uh, videos that I'm going to post on our channel without your permission. Um, 
And you know, you we'll have keep my going. permission. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, do, I mean, like, do you think they? I mean, it, it's hard to to look at this. Uh, for me, it's hard to look at this film and go, you know, the filmmakers weren't they uh, they're interested in the JSA. I think to me, they just needed a team that in the comics was probably relatively adjacent to Black Adam. And so they needed somebody to tackle him, and the Justice League was off the table. Do you like? Are is this the movie we got because it's a rock vehicle? Yes. Yep. Yes, but also, I think that the script is bad. I think the script is really, really bad, and I can't believe. This is what they went with. When you look at like even other DC movies that have excellent scripts, I think the Batman script is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that the Suicide Squad script, which I don't even really like that movie that much, I think the script is great. Like the dialogue feels right. Yep. 50 times in this movie, you're not a hero. What is a hero? Uh I I'm not a hero. Uh you kill, kill people. Yeah, heroes don't kill, don't you know? Like it's just mind-boggling how this didn't get another pass. Yep. It, it, it feels like a movie that was made for the short-form media attention span. It's like, oh, we'll just keep repeating the same stuff. They won't recognize that we said that five minutes ago. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. That's one. That's another thing I, I felt coming out of this is just like this, this massive fear that people have of AI making art. That's what <laughs> this felt like to me. Like, you know, screenwriters are worried they're going to be put out of business because the AI is going to start writing scripts. That's what this felt like to me. You've got your Adam Smasher, who's your Tom Holland character. The Rock was, (laughs) you know, was a a topic and can't get out of the the public eye. Like, it just. I actually agree, Kale, with what you said earlier about this feeling like a movie from circa 2004. In the sense that, like, the ways in which it feels like a modern superhero movie, it clearly is comfortable with the fact that its characters are from comics because they look right. Yeah, they're not like, oh, Doctor Fate's gonna all of a sudden be in all black. Don't know why. You know, like, they look phenomenal. Arguably better than the comics, like Tyler mentioned. I'd even argue, like, even compared to like some of the MCU. Ca- yeah. character designs. I, yeah. I think that I, like I think, I, I think this was yeah. one of the best looking superhero movies of all time. I stand by that. I think that the character designs are perfect. Black Adam looked great. Like, forget who was wearing the costume. Sure. That when he had that um when he first appears and he has that hood over him and he's mm. all oh my god, that was sick. Although there's a part of me that's like, hmm, couldn't the rock do the hair? Like the Black Adam hair, like the the big widow's peak sort of thing. Like, oh, that's like such a black guy. I, I wish he, that was a thing. He literally could, but would he? Of course not, because no, he's the rock. No, and that's yeah. that's the problem when you lock yourself in to someone like this who's not a traditional actor. He's not thinking, I'm gonna dive into this role and do whatever it is. He's thinking, I'm going to play this. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's thinking, I want to be I want to be a superhero. In- yeah. Or like, how do I tie in this to my energy drink? You know, like he's thinking yeah. from a marketing standpoint yeah. and his brand, I feel. 
I don't think he knows how to act in the <laughs> traditional acting sense. He learned how to act from wrestling. He wasn't an actor before. Yeah. You know what I'm he saying? Maybe he's Star- got. He was in Star Trek. What do you mean? He was in. Uh, was it uh, Voyager that he was in? He was. Or was yeah, it Enterprise? He was in it was in one alien. of the two. He just plays like yeah. an alien. A big. He plays a wrestler. You know. But but not but 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 after his wrestling career had started, right? No, he plays the same role. It's a meme at this point that he that, the, that he doesn't act. He is just the rock. You know. No, 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 I get that, Tyler. I'm saying the Star Trek role was after he was a wrestler. No, it was during. He was already a wrestler. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Yes. The point I'm trying to make is that he's not a he didn't come from acting school. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, fair. he learned to act from wrestling. And what is wrestling? It's you turned up. That's how The Rock knows how to act. He doesn't know how to become another person to play the role, right? Like Christopher Christian Bale is not really, you know, Bruce Wayne in real life. He just found a way to, you know, bring that out of himself. The Rock doesn't do that. It, it's funny. Um I saw this at an Alamo Draft House, and they usually have curated pre-shows to all their movies. And one of the curated things they did for this movie was a supercut of all the times The Rock is singing in something. And it's, a lot of it was wrestling. You know when he would come out with a guitar and just do yeah, like a promo yeah. on something? And I'm like, man, there's so much fucking charisma there. He's so likable. This is why he's a superstar. And none of that is in this movie. Don't get me wrong. I do not want to see Black Adam singing with a guitar. Not what I want. But my issue mm. is like that, like... The what he learned from where he learned acting, quote unquote, um, none of those skills are transferable to this movie. Exactly, that's what I was angling yeah. towards. Yes, um, I I just really I really feel like if you could have gotten someone who has more chops, or it could have still wor- worked with Rock if it was not a Black Adam movie, if it yeah. was a JSA movie, I think that's fine. The focus can't be on Black Adam. It just doesn't make sense. And The Rock is not the actor who can make that. Like, here's the example I was using in my mind the other day. In Terminator 2, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you have, and he's playing the Terminator, a robot, a machine. And you have a kid that he has to act alongside. There's The movie is focused on their relationship, but it's not a, it's not a comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a, hmm. it's not a, a buddy comedy movie. To the Terminator character is never diminished for the sake of a joke. It actually makes sense. It works, playing off the fact that he's a robot, so he doesn't understand things. In this movie, they try to have a similar thing with Black Adam and this kid, and it's disastrous because. In this world, Black Adam is not a robot. He's an actual human being. And he needs to get over a certain way. He needs to get over as a monster. He needs to get over as this perfectly powerful being who's unstoppable. And that's what they want us to believe. But he's cracking jokes with this kid when he's 5,000 years old. How does he even get the humor of now? He learned sarcasm within 30 seconds. He learned English within <laughs> one minute. Without a, a, a Kandakian accent, I, w- I would add. Without any accent. He just sounds yeah. like The Rock. <laughs> God forbid The Rock um, uh, mask his voice Act. in any way. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's disappointing because I do think if you look at what they set up here, there's a lot of interesting stuff, but it just doesn't go anywhere. One of the other issues I have with the script too is it's, it's locations. It's a lot of back and forth. It's, we go to this apartment, we go to the, the King's throne, we go back to the apartment, we go to the King's throne again. Um, there's like, it's bookended by like two big set pieces, you know, the oil rig or whatever, the uh, elementium rig, and then the the main, I guess, tomb or whatever where, where he uh, comes up from. Mm-hmm. But that middle section between those two, it's just back and forth constantly. We and then and maybe we go to like the marketplace for a couple of scenes, but like there's three locations in all of Dude, Comic-Doc. I felt like I was watching a season of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where the budget <laughs> is only big enough for yeah. the shop, <laughs> the school. And whatever random place they're fighting in, and that's it. Yep. It was if it, it felt like this movie took place on one. Yeah, yeah. like e- like everything was in was in walking distance. Black Adam could fly, but the the mom and the kid somehow they're everywhere he's at. But they have to get there, however they get there. The, the mom well, the who is a wanted criminal, by the way, who has yeah, her right. <laughs> image everywhere. She comes back from running errands. Did you see that? Like like uh... she has an apartment she lives in. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the, like it's a place like the like they live there normally. They could just find her. <laughs> like, what, yeah, because it's, it's well lived in. The kid has a whole bedroom with with that he has all his his comic book memorabilia, looking like looking like me, you know. Um, yeah, that's where they live at. And then the dude, the security guy who stops the truck that they're all in, sees her son and has that's her yeah. son and then yeah, yeah. sees her later and has no idea that it's her even though it's on his thing it's on his is is uh mm-hmm. his device that's showing her face it was just mind-blowing mind-blowing uh let's talk about the the villain because i feel like we haven't gotten to that um the script <laughs> uh so the movie sets up very early on like 50 concepts. One of them is too much. this Eternium. Eternium? 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 Is it Eternium or Elementium? It, I couldn't. Eternium. Eternium. Okay. Is it Eternium? Because it's I made was, from the yeah. Rock of Eternity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Elementium is from World of Warcraft. But uh, is it? Yeah, right? Isn't it? I, anyways, the, the Eternium <laughs> helmet that they need to put together. Uh, that these dudes have to, the slaves have to mine for, and thank you, yes. Yep. And if you put it together, then you can become the champion of the devils of hell, who's first, who's the first letter of their first name spells out Tabak. Um, all these different concepts that don't even really play into the movie until the very end. Uh, a family member of uh, Adriana and her son. You know, he turns on them and he wants to be the champion of Sabak and all this good stuff. Uh, that was all bad, I thought. Like, yeah, Intergang was useless. There, the, yep. they, there's no primary character who represents Intergang uh, outside of this dude who's a triple agent because he's really trying to become the champion of Sabak. How he knew about all that, like, even the way all these characters know what they know is just like, how do you know? This was 5,000 years ago. What are you talking about? But yeah. the game of telephone would severely diminish that story. <laughs> and it was all very accessible. Yeah. You, you know, like Also, like the whole premise of like, oh, this crown has been lost in this. Nobody's been able to find it for 5,000 years. 
and our hero, the, the woman, she's like, you know what? Let's take it out of there where it's been hidden. And Let's they, just go get it. Let's just yeah. go find it. Like it's there. Let me let me hide it somewhere else that I obviously know where it'll be better hidden instead of this place where it's been hidden for five thousand years. Like Which, you know, ten minutes outside town. How yeah. come she knew about it, but Intergang didn't? Uh, yeah, well, Intergang is inept, apparently. So I don't know how right. they, they took suck. over Condog. Yeah. They're, they're good enough to take over an entire country, but they suck at finding this helmet that they really need to get. But she knows where it is, but she never got it before now. Okay. There's a lot of like weird stuff in the movie like that. But putting that aside, once we get to you know the ultimate climax and... Uh, I think his name is Ishmael. Yeah. Yep. Once he once he acquires uh, this helmet and he becomes the champion of Sabak, I felt like the movie went from being like interesting but frustrating to just kind of bad. Um, it leaned in at that point. It leaned into the beam from heaven trope. And it yeah. Was like, oh, we're gonna start our Armageddon now. But he what does literally that mean? like. He sits in a chair. He sits on a throne, right? That somehow still there 5,000 years later, right? Which Only is thing left there. <laughs> a block away yeah. from where everybody else lives. Um, and isn't it like under construction otherwise? I think I, it's – I think the idea is that it's it's similar to like the uh, the Roman Colosseum where they're always kind of chipping like, away yeah, like and, Parthenon, you know, yeah. like it's like an ar- archaeological site or whatever. Got you right, right across the street from like the marketplace. So KFC. To be fair, that's how the stuff in Rome is too. Like that, that part is true. Okay, all right. The pyramids are within view of like a hard rock Cairo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Sit outside a hard rock. That is real pyramids. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. But he sits there, and and he. This is this this made me so. This made me so mad. In order for him to start hell on earth, he has to sit on the throne physically. Why? He's the champion of Sabak. He has all the power in the world. Why does he have to sit on an arbitrary throne that's not powered in any way at all? Never is it referenced as having specific power. Yeah. But in order to start Armageddon, which, by the way, all Armageddon was, was zombies <laughs> that appeared yeah. from yeah, nowhere right. at that, all. That can be, be beaten by children. Yep. Random chubby dudes. Yeah. And anonymous members of the conduct community. With yep. traffic cones. They killed no one. With traffic cones and skateboards. Yeah. Pipes. Pipes. It, it, they killed Sean, nobody. Sean, you'll, you'll relate to this. It, it felt like when you're doing a Warcraft quest quest line and like you, you do a big quest, you're like, oh, that that was the end of it. I did it. And there's like another quest after it. And you're like, oh, fucking hell. What the hell? I thought I was done with this one. I thought I can go to the next zone. Like that's what it felt like. It's like, I didn't even know about any of this. What? Uh, why am I doing more at this point? It's like, it's like when you're playing World of Warcraft and you're in like – the plague lands and there's all these zombies and the townspeople <laughs> are helping you fight them with sticks uh, and you axe, win a, a pickaxe or a pitchfork. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. That was crazy to me. Unbelievable. Uh, and then again, the, the actual fight with that villain to me was God awful. I think the JSA were done at his service because they already lost the black Adam. I, I can accept that. 
they're telling me that he's one of the most powerful people on earth. All right, sure. But then in the climax where they put Black Adam away because he was too much, 20 or less minutes later, they have to go get him back because Hawkman's getting shit on yep. by Sabak. <clears throat> and Dr. Fate died. I will say there are two things I liked about it. I thought Sabak looked kind of cool. Oh, no. I, I thought I, he was like, I, I, yeah, I was no. like, oh, this is like Jafar when he becomes a genie. Um, that was cool there. Yeah. He was weirdly I, sexy. Maybe that's what it was. You know, in the way that the the guy before wasn't. Um, like I he had also had. Like the demon looked sculpted. Yeah. Well, oh. speaking of sculpt, I had Sabak uh, spoiled for me <laughs> by uh, one Todd McFarlane um, who released images of this action figure months ago. Um, so I knew this was coming. Um, and the other thing I thought was cool that Dr. Fate uses his finisher from uh, Injustice in this movie multiple times. Uh, I didn't where, catch where he, he drops the Ankh. Uh, oh, sure, him. sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, that's his Injustice finisher. So I was like, oh, you know what? Okay. You were like, oh, it's like a Mortal Kombat fight. And I'm like, it quite literally is. Yeah. And then Black Adam comes back, and it's just more of what we've already seen. He beats mm-hmm. the villain the same way he beat up all the intergang schlubs. Just throws him around. Takes his head off, and that's about that. Yep. I I don't I don't know. Like, let me ask you guys this question: mm-hmm. Do you think that other than English and sarcasm, Black Adam learned anything? No, because even even at the end, he's like, "This place doesn't need a hero; it needs a protector." Those are synonyms. You didn't learn shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, what? I wish they would have established the difference, and I think they could have. I think that there was a yeah. reasonable chance to establish why Black Adam is not a hero anywhere else, because it's like that in the books. Yeah, He's not a hero anywhere else, but in Kondok, he is. And yep. why? What is the difference? What does, a, what does a place, an occupied nation, a non-free state need that's different than what America needs? Or different than what the West in general needs. The West needs Superman. That's what you tell me. Why does Kondok need Black Adam instead? And why does Superman's brand of justice not work here the same way? I think the movie did a poor job of establishing that. Because if Superman was there, all of that gets sewn up in two seconds. Kondok's a free state. Sabak is gone. And that's that. It's also, I feel like, a, 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 a classic uh, uh, talking point against Superman. It's like, if he exists, then it's the old, it, it, it goes as far as, like, if God exists, why is there suffering? You know, like, Superman's one of those, like, all-powerful all, all types where it's like, of course, things wouldn't be the way they were if Superman were there. But that's my point. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's, that you can, but what's the difference between Superman and Black Adam in this equation? Like, <laughs> you can, well, what I, get, what, I, what I was driving towards is that you can address that in in yeah. the, in the text, yeah, yeah. Why hasn't Superman come? That kid who has all those posters shouldn't have them because he sh- in real life he'd be saying, "Why am I fighting for my life? Why is my mother on the run? Why do we scrap for food when Superman exists and I see him flying around on the television? I know who he is. I've read the the comic yeah. books. Why doesn't he help us? That's the difference. That's what sells me on why Black Adam is necessary when Superman is already alive. And that's what they messed up on with him. And then they messed up messed up on it again by presenting the Justice Society and not addressing 
why they don't come here. Yep. I also don't like. I I don't know why he sticks around. Adam Condock. Yeah. Like I mean, other than you know, this place needs a hero. Like, what has changed for him? You know, like you were saying, like, what did he learn? Yeah, he didn't. It's, he it's, didn't fall in love. He didn't bond with the like, kid. And it's not like he even explicitly states like, "Oh, if I leave, there's just gonna be another power vacuum." Like, they don't justify yeah. it in any way like that. Like, they, it's yeah. an easy justification, you know. But they don't. They don't tell you. In my opinion. I don't even see a world where Black Adam submits to saying Shazam and letting them take him. I don't see why he would. Yeah. yeah. What does he care? He's all powerful. There's no evidence that um, the Black Adam we knew before would have made that decision. He took the power from his kid. And then he didn't even think to give it back when his kid was dying. So <laughs> this dude, this dude yeah. is not like the greatest man on earth. You know he didn't what I'm have saying? The instruction like manual, Sean. He didn't know the the reboot word. You know, he sure knew how to beat ass as In soon as he motion. got those powers. Can we can we talk about slow motion real quick? Well, it felt like a Zack Snyder movie in some ways. I am tired of slow motion. <laughs> it is such a a a a crutch with with uh, the DC movies, in particular. Honestly. Like, sure, it makes sense for the Flash. I get it. This is how you show super speed. Even though I'd argue Eternal showed super speed, the best I've seen super speed shown. Um, yeah. But, like, it, uh, it is just boring. Especially, what, the 12th scene in a row that we get of slow motion? Like, ay ay ay. I Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I, I, I think uh, DC has to figure out, well, I don't know. I was going to say DC has to figure out what their movies are going to look like and what, you know. <laughs> they got a lot to figure out. But, yeah, they have a lot to figure out. But I also wonder how much <laughs> uh, how much of this slow motion could have been like eating into time that they, you know, that they had to fill mm. because the content wasn't there, you know. Maybe. Um I and I guess this would be a great time to talk about the visual presentation. I, I've said a few times already. I think it looked phenomenal. Um, I, I love the the way that the DC films tend to be presented. At least the ones with like all powerful characters, um, they feel larger than life, and I really, really appreciated that here. Like, they don't feel small. They look there. There's a lot of close ups. They really get into how big and imposing these characters are supposed to be. Like they they there's a stark contrast in my eyes between like how characters in Marvel movies tend to look and how they tend to look in DC films. Um and I think that's that that makes sense because in the comics, DC characters tend to look this the same way. They're titans, you know? Like mm-hmm. I always think of the Alex Ross. Um, uh, you know, painting of them and, and how they look like gods. That's how DC characters should look. And I feel like they've really nailed that with a lot of their core uh, in-universe movies where they do have that look. I think that's probably one of the only things that um, Zack Snyder did that worked for the, you know, for the masses. Uh, I think color is an issue with Zack Snyder stuff that I think this movie resolved. Um, 
I think like letting the JSA look kind of cheesy, like in a good way. Um, like like Adam Smasher was had the primary colors all over. Um, Hawkman had his yeah. own logo on everything, which I thought was yeah. great. Um, Cyclone, uh, yeah. not not the most iconic costume, but the, the right uh, themes were there in her costume. And Doctor Fate is Doctor Fate. You know. Her her costume in the comics suffers from that same thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think this had the 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 right you know the pinstripes. Uh, not pinstripes. Yeah. Uh, is it pinstripes? No, it's a different kind of stripes. It had stripes, like the Pippi long, long stocking type, type of things. Uh, yes, yes, actually. Maybe? I think candy stripes. Uh, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Adam Smasher looked different from Spider-Man, you know? Like, sure. and I don't mean that yeah. like any derogatory way. Like, I think if you put those costume costumes side by side, like, I think they would look similar, you know? Like, there would be... Uh, a consistency between them that would make you go, oh yeah, that's a cool modern superhero costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't it wild that you're talking about a cool modern superhero costume in a movie and it's Adam Smasher? <laughs> the idea of that is wild to me. I, I I found myself frustrated by the fact that like everything looked so cool, but then it was undercut by like you know, a goofy line that didn't really like, I don't think that mm-hmm. the Marvel method of uh, filmmaking or scripting works in DC. I just don't, I don't think that the DC characters lend themselves as well to that style of humor. Not all of them. Certainly. I think you can, you can do that with quite a few of them, but I think a lot of them require more seriousness, not, not like darkness, not um, edginess per se, just a, uh, uh, like, like I don't picture stoicism. Um, yeah, I don't picture yeah. Black Adam ever making not not even one joke, and yep. and like it could happen. Like for example, here's a great example in Blackest Night, or rather, uh, 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 Forever Evil. Yeah, Black Adam gets his mouth crushed by Ultraman. So whenever he talks. He, he his words aren't really coming out because he's struggling because his jaw's messed up. That's played for humor. It's not Black Adam trying to be funny. Exactly, it's something that happened to him that now makes him funny in that circumstance. Yeah. And I think you can get away with that, especially when you're playing with a character's already established. It's only funny because we know Black Adam to be the opposite. Yeah. But in this film, our first introduction to him, he's quipping. Why? Yeah, you know, it doesn't wait. It doesn't work. <laughs> It's the same answer for a lot of the questions of this movie. The, the why is because rock. Like that's that's why. Yeah. Because rock. Because Marvel. I think DC has actually suffered from this problem Fair. prior to this movie. Um, yeah. the Justice League that they chose to release in theaters was a nonstop quick fest. Who was that directed by? The same guy who established it in Marvel, pretty much. So, uh, yeah. But from a from a visual standpoint, I think this movie looked gorgeous. Um. I, I I don't feel equipped enough to comment too much on the direction, um, but I didn't find myself really questioning anything that I can remember from that standpoint. I, I didn't it didn't stand out like you know I I, I would I would notice I would I would have things to say about the Russos you know um, or certain even Whedon, but here I didn't have anything good to say and I don't have anything bad to say. It looked good. I I think that's a fair. Criticism, though, I think that the, the criticism of the direction is that it exists. Um, it doesn't do anything to ruffle feathers or buck any trends. 
you know, for good or bad. It doesn't do anything that's like, oh, God, what, what kind of choice was that? You know? Yeah. But it also doesn't do anything cool, really. It's a, Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, uh, like I said, 2004. It's something to get, sure. yep. you know, a film out. It feels like, you know, Fantastic Four, the first one. Yeah. The dire- you know, the, the direction, mm. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know, it's just something. There's a guy behind the camera for sure. What's he doing? I don't know, but. He's making sure the shots exist rather than yeah. <laughs> exist in yeah. a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which which is weird, too, because I guess the most two recent DC movies, The Suicide Squad and The Batman, um, they were kind of auteurish movies, you know? Like, Suicide Squad was yeah. very James Gunn. The Batman, very Matt Reeves. This is very much a movie, you know? like. And and when you look at Call It Sarah's uh, directorial you know, credits, it's not like, you know, he, he directed uh jungle cruise, which Tyler's a big fan oh, of. Did he? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rock with the nepotism he, again. There we go. Yeah. It loves it. Uh, but then, you know, he directed like goal Two: living the dream, you know, uh, Favorite movie. house of wax orphan. Wait, which, which house of wax what, orphan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, House of Wax from 2005. I don't know. Oh, the Paris more. Hilton one. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not like it's not. A, we're not talking about a director with a pedigree of like high, you know, yeah. quality work in the past and stuff like that. I think they chose someone who could kind of just bring the movie to life. Like give Which, us the vision we have. Maybe after Zack Snyder is the right move. Like there's one thing I can say for Zack Snyder is. It is a vision. It is a director's vision. And it is directed mm-hmm. with a director's eye. For better or for worse, your mileage may vary. Um, yeah. This is like almost a purposeful like putting that aside. It's like, oh, we don't want that. We don't want them to ask for a director's cut of this one. Like, <laughs> let's just get somebody <laughs> who's just going to do the movie. <laughs> um, there are there are some cameos and, and little nods and things like that. Of course... They couldn't prevent themselves from, you know, referencing Superman several times throughout the movie. Uh, there's a couple of moments where, like, one where Super uh, Black Adam punches through a, a wall or something like that that has a, a Superman poster on it. Yeah. And then I think he, like, one gets burned out later, a, a Superman poster or cover yeah. or something yeah, like the, that. Uh, Jim Lee drawn one from Rebirth, I think, yeah. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, we see like a one Wonder Woman comic book fall out of uh, Emon's ba- uh, bag. There's a lot of comics and stuff like that. And toys. Cyborg, yeah. There's a Shazam toy in, in the movie also. Saw that, yeah. Um, no Shazam whatsoever, by the way. It's no. almost like they went out of their way not to reference the fact that Shazam exists. And, and it's weird because Dijman Hansu shows up as uh, the the yeah. wizard in this. It the was wizard. like going to be a major character in the sequel for Shazam. So. Right. After I, has there been, how much of this was made recently is something I've been wondering. <laughs> I mean, according you know, to you, like, it was made in 2005. So. <laughs> well, like, you know, I I just you know I wonder if like there were parts of this film that were put together when 
they didn't know if they were going to be able to do Shazam, mm. you know? Do Shazam at all or Shazam 2? Well, if this movie Shazam has been... Yeah, if this movie has been in gestation for 15 years, um, 15 years ago, I'm not even sure 15 years... No, no, they definitely did have the right... No, no, no. It's, it's, it's only been... It's only been conceptualized for 15 years. Like sure. the rock's been attached to it for 15 years. The actual Filming making of it is is yeah. very okay. much more recent than that. But I'll I'll give you an exact if you want that in a moment. No, 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 that's fine. I, I just I was wondering about that concept because you know this has been such a long going thing, and it feels the the way the scenes lay out. You know, not that they're anyone is more dated than the other but like we were saying there are there are bits and tropes that feel older than what exists now you know so 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 potentially they were written earlier or you know uh that stuff was pieced together for this so i Shazam uh the rocks always been attached to Black Adam for the last 15 years, but he was supposed to be in Shazam. We've actually talked about this on the show where he was supposed to be in Shazam, but he came to the conclusion that trying to do both characters' origins in the same movie didn't work. And so (laughs) he wanted to do a separate origin movie for Black Adam and let Shazam have his space as well. Which is funny because in Shazam, they do Black Adam's origin anyway. (laughs) Yep. What do you mean? I'm... They tell the story of like, oh, we gave we gave these powers to another another person who didn't deal with them correctly, and we just that's that's all we get a Black Adam, right? Like, right. If you summate Black Adam's origin, that's what it is. It yeah. is not a complex origin, so I don't, I don't. That just seems like the 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 lie the Rock told because he's like, well, I kind of want top villain. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you, yeah. if, I, I I don't I don't. I don't look at it. I don't choose to look at it uh, from a negative standpoint. I sure. I can see why he would think that, like reasonably. Mm. I just don't think we're talking about someone who reads comics. You know, like I don't think he gets that Black Adam is actually like a, a not a bit player. He's the greatest antagonist of Shazam, but you're the antagonist of Shazam. Like that's not you know how did, not Magneto. How did the Rock find out about Black Adam? That's what I'm curious about. Like I don't think this guy was a Fawcett Comics fan. You know what I mean? Like he he probably was. If if fifteen years, you're going back to two thousand seven, two thousand six. He My probably goodness. was shopping for a superhero movie and had his production company trying to figures were available that could fit his you know identity um, and stuff like that, and landed on Black Adam, who is an interesting character in a vacuum. Yeah. Um, or, or even at a certain point could have landed on Shazam and worked his way sort of, you know, towards uh, yeah. parallel to that. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Um, So no Shazam in this movie. It, it's weird. I feel like it, it feels like a Sony movie where, like, they can't say this is a Spider-Man villain. They can't reference Spider-Man. But, you know, uh, it felt like that to me. Uh, Amanda Waller's in it. I think her cameo is... Uh, both of her appearances are effective. Um, she's kind of like the the Nick Fury of this world. Yeah. And also, like over Zoom, like <laughs> she, yeah, she, yeah. she she phoned it yeah. in on those quite literally. It looked like 
Um, I'm still into Amanda Waller in this. Mm-hmm. In this, we also got uh, what's her name? Shoot, Agent Chase. Uh, sorry, you talking about Agent Chase from Peacemaker? Yes. Yep. Oh, is she in the the uh, uh, the prison or whatever? Yeah, the one, the woman in the the blonde woman in the prison. I, I'm blanking oh, yeah, on her yeah. name. Um, Agent Chase. It's Agent. Yeah, Agent Chase. Yeah. Thank you. I. Wow, I actually thought I think that woman, um, the actress who plays that character, is talented, and I she's my favorite part of Peacemaker, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed her in the Suicide Squad. But I thought, man, really bad here. the The line delivery, the lines were bad, but the line delivery was really bad. It almost felt like that was an Amanda Waller scene that they couldn't get Viola Davis for, so instead they were like, "Hey, James Gunn, um, can we use can we use Chase in this?" Uh, and like she's she's married to James Gunn, the actress. Yeah. So like they're like, all right, she's she's probably available. We can use her. Uh, let's do that because even uh, continuity wise, it doesn't really make sense that she's working with Amanda Waller in that in that capacity at this we, point. We need an editor's note. This takes place before yeah, Peacemaker. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, there's the the biggest cameo of all at the very very end of the movie. Uh, Viola Davis appears via zoom to threaten black adam (laughs) with heroes that are more powerful than him or heroes who can match his power and she says i'll go i'll go as far as getting people who aren't from earth and immediately after that we see superman and he has a chat with black adam henry cavill's superman so we got the big return we talked at length about the inner workings of DC on the main show this week, which you can definitely go check out. Um, and we, we weren't able to say there due to spoilers that Henry Cavill's in this film. Um, I think that was a bad idea. I think that was a very, very bad idea. I love Henry Cavill. I'm hyped that he's back, but I don't think this was. the. It's short-sighted. It, it is a, it, it, I mean, the rocks uh, was a wrestler, so I'll use a wrestling term. It's a cheap pop. Is what yep. it is. And, and I, I want to explain it, um, and I want to know what you guys think, too. I, I feel like uh, – so I I could be wrong. I interpreted that scene as either being the same day or within a very short window of time to all the other events that we saw. Same. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, my very first thought before I was like, wow, that's Henry Cavill, my very first thought was – where was this dude an hour ago? <laughs> and, you know, I never, like, want to be that dude. Like, Tyler brought it up, like, oh, why wasn't Superman here? You know, like, that's not – I get it. I get that that destroys anything you're talking about when you just say that. But in the context of this movie where they literally – he's in it, where was he? Why would you send four people from the JSA, two of whom are newbies, to stop someone who's more powerful than almost anyone you've ever seen when you could just text Superman and say, Hey, we need you now. He was, uh, he was at the barbershop getting his mustache trimmed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Tyler. Yes. That really bothered me. I couldn't, I couldn't look past it. Continuity thing. But I wanted to feel, I couldn't look past the fact that it doesn't make sense. And also like, what is leading to like, 
What's the payoff? Yeah. Yeah. Do I want to see Superman and Black Adam fight? Not really. I just saw him fight Sabak, who essentially was the same thing, just red. Um, there's no emotional and investment. And at some point, we're probably going to get Shazam and Black Adam in a fight. We sh- I presume. Probably, I, I would say, I would hope, you know. So, like, like, eventually, that's got to be the end game on some level. The funny thing to me is that the Superman Black Adam fight uh, within the context of things we saw in this movie seems easier to get to than the Shazam one now because of the way that they've played it. What reason would Billy Batson ever have to be in conduct and fight Black Adam? That doesn't make any sense. And what reason would Black Adam have to go after Billy Batson and what try to take his power prove that he's the best person who says Shazam like what what is the through line there I feel like all of this is a mess now because of the way they've chosen to go about it but it is good to see Henry, Henry Cavill back and I am looking forward to his return as Superman somewhere other than this but but the other thing is too like why is he working with Waller that makes oh no that sense. was nonsense yeah the whole <laughs> thing was Waller was coming up for yeah. ways to kill him you know, like, by the way, she's also doing the same thing with Superman. She's also looking for ways to kill him. She, no, yeah, that's what that I'm was the, about. yeah, like, why did, why? Oh, is oh, Superman oh, oh, oh right. With Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's looking, she, she has Superman to kill Black Adam and then who knows what to kill Superman. Like that's just, I, I, I don't know. That's where the, that's where the, um, the, the overarching person to look at it all and try to put it all together comes into play. Mm -hmm. That's where you need that. Cause one individual filmmaker or whoever could have an idea, but it's like, wow, that doesn't make any sense with what we've been doing or where we wanted to go. So script editing, there needs to be a DCEU style. um, Kevin Feige. My cat just turned on my Roomba. I don't know. That just scared the hell out of me. I got to turn it off. It's gonna be loud. Um, but um, what the hell, dude. Um, no, there needs to be like some kind of like I'm, I'm just saying a joke, too. It's ruined. Um, there needs to be some kind of Pepe Sylvia. It's always sunny, you know, board like a whiteboard. They don't even need a Kevin Feige. They just need like a whiteboard where like anyone could kind of figure out where the big continuity errors would be. Well, there will be a sequel. Uh, almost guaranteed, mm-hmm. I think. The Rock as a as I mean, pretty much the biggest actor in Hollywood, uh, action star at least, is a no brainer to produce a sequel for his you know starring vehicle. Uh, Hiram Garcia, who is one of the producers on the film and a an executive behind the scenes at Seven Bucks Production, which is the Rock's production company, has said that they intend to produce a sequel as soon as possible, <laughs> and that they want to build towards an eventual Superman and Black Adam fight. Damn, The Rock said, fuck Shazam. I'm the new Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> the hierarchy did change. Yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> it did. This is, to me, this is like, I, I just meant like, he usurped Shazam. Um, uh, yeah. I, did it? <laughs> no, money-wise, to, it has so far, yeah. To me, this is like what people complain about Marvel being like. Where it's like, oh, you're just building up to the next punching scene. It's like, well, 
Yep. Marvel Marvel built up to 10 plus years of, you know, stories that enthralled audiences and at least plot. Yeah. yeah. DC's yeah, there's story to it and DC's big ideas. Oh shoot. Let's get these two dudes to fight. Yep. That's not riveting. Uh, neither was this movie. Do a, a hit job on this this fine cinema, Sean. Yeah. Uh I I I really Wish I could have come here and and had more positive things to say. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I think it's a very middle-of-the-road film that had a lot of potential to be a lot better than it was, but it's um, it undercuts itself by going for the joke too often that almost never lands. I felt like a lot of the humor in this movie was god-awful, like that cousin yeah. or whatever who's all, like the one who was singing in the, in the, the mystery machine. I don't know if you guys caught yeah, that. I saw, I saw that yeah. too. Yeah, the dude who was singing Britney Spears or whatever. Yeah, there there was not one funny. joke where he's like, "Oh, I'm not afraid to die because it's not electricity." And I was like, "Okay, that one was all right. You might have you might have got me there." But then it's also he has really horrible CGI zombies behind him, so I'm kind of yeah, of two minds about it. I do have a question for you guys though. Before we finish this, real quick, do you think we get a JSA movie now? Do you think this is nope. a vehicle to launch nope. something out of that? Not at all. Nope. Not not. Not even close. Anytime soon. Okay. Not anytime soon. Yeah, like like it, it could obviously there could be a JSA movie. There almost assuredly will be at some point. I don't think this is the springboard to that in okay. like a three to five year type of thing. Yep. I think yeah, I think, you know, better minds than the ones in the Rocks production company have put that together. I'm sure Jeff Johns has put that together. Please. Oh my god. Of course he has. It's in Stargirl. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like I yeah, no way. We'll we'll get some of these characters in Justice League before we see them in Justice Society. Fair. I'll tell you what though, this movie made me want to see Hawkman and Hawkgirl mm-hmm. very badly. I was like, wait, where's Hawkgirl at? I didn't know for a fact that she wasn't in the movie just because I, I just didn't. I know they hadn't shown her, but that doesn't mean she can't be in it. So I thought, oh, maybe she'll be here, and she wasn't. Uh, that was weird, but it leaves space for more. So hopefully we do get more for, of what we liked out of this movie and less of what we didn't. There's room for growth. We're going to get a sequel anyway, so of course I hope it's better. Um, I give this movie, uh, I would say, I would say I give it a six. I'm Maybe I'm feeling generous today, but three out of ten. Yeah, I guess a five. Yeah, that would be two point five on a five scale. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think yeah, it's not to me. It's better than some of the other Marvel stuff we've seen of late. I think it's better than Eternals. I think it's better than Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I probably had more fun with Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange is a way more competently made movie. Sure, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for better. Yeah, I, I think my enjoyment out of this came from just some of the, the, the characters and how they reacted, rather than the quality of the movie. Yeah. If, if your film is enjoyed on the potential of it being another film, <laughs> it's not great. That's, that's yeah, rough. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know your thoughts about the film. Where do you come? Where'd you come away from it? How do you rate it? Are you one of those people who feels it's in the eighties or are you like Kale and feel like it's 
a borderline dumpster fire. Uh, share your thoughts with us anywhere that you can leave us a comment. We read them on the show, on our main show, which is live every single Saturday on twitch.tv slash the comics pals at 10 15 a.m. Eastern. It posts uh Mondays. So if you were listening to this now and you want to hear more of our thoughts about DC and stuff like that, you can go check out our main show, which dropped this week, where the main topic is DC's power struggle. Uh, and a lot of the stuff we talked about in this review plays into the stuff we talked about on the main show. So go ahead and give that a listen. Uh YouTube.com slash the comics pal. Subscribe for free. Like the video, share it with your friends. All that's free to do, and it helps out a lot more than it costs you. Uh, follow us on all social media platforms at the comics pals, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff that you guys like to do. We're there uh, serving you that good old content. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, we're the comics pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you next film.